Hi everyone and welcome to CBC Online today. My name is Ellen Wilde, I am a minister at Chichester Baptist Church and it's great to have you joining with us in this way today. We are beginning a new teaching series this Sunday to take us from now through the summer called Gospel DNA. And we're going to be looking at some passages in Acts chapters 3 and 4 together to see what we can learn from the early church, from the early believers, about the nature of the gospel. In Acts chapter 2, Pentecost has happened and the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the disciples and the church is born. But what happens immediately after that? The disciples have got to work out what it looks like to be the church of Jesus to work out what it means to share the heart of the gospel and how to live the gospel. We hope that this series will help us to find some hope and some inspiration as we seek to live for Jesus and to work out what it means to be the church in these uncertain days that we find ourselves in. Today's passage that's been read for us is about a lame beggar, Acts chapter 3, who is miraculously healed through Peter and John as God works in them at the beautiful gate of the temple. It's a, a wonderful story and it's a miracle that happens just after the church is born. At our very last service before lockdown back in March, the last message I gave was about our CBC values. I had no idea at the time that that would be our last Sunday together. And at that service, what I was wanting to do was to share some of our values. Ken was about to move on and we were wanting to think as a church and remind ourselves, what is it that we hold on to? What is it that makes us tick? What are our values as a church? Who would have known on that Sunday that the season ahead would actually look even more different than we could ever have anticipated? As I read this passage today about the lame beggar who's healed after this encounter with Peter and John, I thought about our values and back to that reminder I gave and about how one of our key values at CBC is a commitment to being missionally shaped, a missionally shaped church. I imagine if I looked in your wallets and in your purses, there would be a fair few number of these now, which a few months ago, no one would have had. This new polymer £20 note was only released by the Bank of England at the end of February, and it replaced the paper £20 note, which you might still have some of, but has now been taken out of circulation. In January, these were being made, but they were worth nothing. In February, all of a sudden, this note was worth £20. What gives this note value is the collective decision that's been made that it's worth £20. It's not the note itself, in and of itself, it's not worth anything. It's the collective decision that's been assigned to it by a community. A decision's been made, and so therefore this note is now worth £20. When we talk about values in any group or organisation like a church, what we're saying is that there are some collective decisions that have been made that have decided that something is worth something. On their own, they might just be nice ideas. But when they come with a collective ownership and decision and an acceptance, then they have value for everyone. And one of our collective values that we've decided together is important at CBC is a commitment to being a missionally shaped church. And we've decided that that's a value for us because that was a value for Peter and John and a value for the early believers. 
the Holy Spirit has been poured out. The church is alive. And what do they do? They share Jesus. That's what they do. Jesus is all they had. The man wants money, but they didn't have any money. They gave him what they did have. Have a look at verse 5, and it says this. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him their full attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Jesus is what they had, so that's what they gave away. Throughout the whole of Acts, we see them sharing Jesus in words, in works and in wonders. When we look around at the brokenness in our world and the needs in our community, we can only give what we have. And Jesus is what we have. Jesus is all that we have. And so we are committed to being missionally shaped. We were committed to that before lockdown. And in this season where we can't meet in our building, we are still committed to it. After this COVID season has passed, we don't know what our church will look like. We don't know what our community will look like and what the community will need. The landscape would have changed. There's a lot that we don't know. But we give what we have and we know that we have Jesus. Another interesting reflection from this story and this idea that Jesus is all that we have is that God works when we serve him just where we are, in our everyday places. God works in those everyday places. This story of the lame beggar is the church's first recorded miracle. Jesus isn't there with them in person any longer, and now God demonstrates his power through his followers. Jesus is alive today, that's what we believe, and so we believe that he works through his people. And he doesn't just work through us when we're feeling especially holy or involved in certain special events. If you look at verse 1 in our passage, you can see that it says that Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, this would have been their normal, regular practice. The Jews observed three times of prayer each day. They would pray in the morning at nine, in the afternoon at three and in the evening at sunset. Peter and John were arriving at the temple for the three o'clock time of prayer. What they weren't doing was setting out on a mission trip for healing. They were just doing what they would normally have done. And it's in that everyday normal place where God showed up. In their everyday place, they made space for God. They did what they would normally do. And Jesus showed up and interrupted them and showed his presence. At CBC, there will be many everyday places represented among us. Verse 5, and it says this, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him their full attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Jesus is what they had, so that's what they gave away. Throughout the whole of Acts, we see them sharing Jesus in words, in works and in wonders.
when we look around at the brokenness in our world and the needs in our community, we can only give what we have. And Jesus is what we have. Jesus is all that we have. And so we are committed to being missionally shaped. We were committed to that before lockdown. And in this season where we can't meet in our building, we are still committed to it. After this COVID season has passed, we don't know what our church will look like. We don't know what our community will look like and what the community will need. The landscape will have changed. There's a lot that we don't know, but we give what we have and we know that we have Jesus. Another interesting reflection from this story and this idea that Jesus is all that we have is that God works when we serve him just where we are, in our everyday places. God works in those everyday places. This story of the lame beggar is the church's first recorded miracle. Jesus isn't there with him in person any longer, and now God demonstrates his power through his followers. Jesus is alive today, that's what we believe, and so we believe that he works through his people. And he doesn't just work through us when we're feeling especially holy or involved in certain special events. If you look at verse 1 in our passage, you can see that it says that Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, this would have been their normal, regular practice. The Jews observed three times of prayer each day. They would pray in the morning at nine, in the afternoon at three and in the evening at sunset. Peter and John were arriving at the temple for the three o'clock time of prayer. What they weren't doing was setting out on a mission trip for healing. They were just doing what they would normally have done. And it's in that everyday normal place where God showed up. In their everyday place, they made space for God. They did what they would normally do. And Jesus showed up and interrupted them and showed his presence. At CBC, there will be many everyday places represented among us, the place where we spend most of our time, where we serve God quietly, where we do our day-to-day tasks, the normal places, the workplaces, the -the run-of-the-mill places. Where do our CBC family find themselves in their everyday? Let's ask some of them and find out. I'm Ellie and my everyday place is working as an occupational therapist at St Richard's Hospital. My everyday place is working in Chichester Library, um, helping people to find the books they want and at the moment um, perhaps sometimes delivering them to their houses. In my everyday place you'll find me um, teaching lots of young people about how the world works and how different places are connected. My everyday place is cleaning and looking after my wife Anne. Most days of the week, you'll find me in front of my computer at home talking to people involved in maternity care across Sussex. My everyday place is here in my kitchen. It's a place I love to spend time with others and with God. It's a place of creativity where I bake, dream, plan and pray for my friends, family and the wider community. Hi, my everyday place is helping people with their gardens and helping with TWAM, which is tools for the mission, um, cleaning up rusty old tools and sending them off to Africa. 
Hi, my name is Jo Cook and my everyday place is my flat because firstly I live here and secondly, thanks to coronavirus, I have worked here uh, every day since about the second week of March. You'll find me here at home every day, keeping touch with the church family and my own family online. My everyday place is a special needs school where I am a teacher I teach children with autism. It's challenging, but I love it. Hi, I'm Mark and my everyday place is as a primary school teacher, but also setting up a pizza business called the Pizza Nomad. Most of my days are spent looking after three young children, planning events, doing lots and lots of washing, getting food ready, taking people places. That's my everyday. Great to hear from our church family about the whole range of everyday places that we find ourselves in. Let's make space for God in those everyday places. Amazing things can happen when Jesus followers do what they would normally do and allow themselves to be interrupted by God. Just recently, I was dropping my youngest son at school. He's in year six, so he was in the cohort that was allowed back into schools after a long time of being locked down and working from home. So I dropped him at school, as I do uh, every day, and I was on my way home. And as I was walking back, I bumped into another school mum that I haven't seen for ages because of lockdown, and we chit-chatted for a bit. Now, I was actually late for a Zoom meeting with the staff team. I was due to get back at nine to pray with the staff team. And in fact, I nearly said to this mum, I can't go, I can't stop. I've got to go and, uh, and meet with my, my team. You know, I had, some, I had some holy things to do. I had some prayer to do. But it was really clear that she wanted to talk. And as we chatted in the course of the conversation, she shared some really difficult things that have been going on in her life in the last few weeks. And I was able to, to pause and to listen and to offer to pray with her. I was just being a mum, dropping my son off at school in my everyday place. And God interrupted that and worked through me. We are in some more unusual everyday places at the moment, I know. Some of us aren't back at work. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some are working from home. Some are shielding and aren't able to go out at all. Some are retired and aren't able to see family and friends as much as we would have. Our everyday places might be looking very different at the moment. But God is there, he is. And he's wanting to work in us and through us in those everyday places as we make space for him as we do what we would normally do and allow him to interrupt us. And just one final reflection from this story, Jesus is all we have. And so also we are committed to the one. We're committed to the one. The kingdom of God is about the individual. The beautiful gate um, was an entrance to the temple and it would have been a favourite entrance for many people. It was a sensible place for that lame man to be laid begging because he was much more likely there to have lots of people passing by with the potential for them to give him money. It's interesting that this story comes immediately after Pentecost where thousands were coming to faith through the ministry of the disciples. Loads and loads of people got saved. And then here we are, the first miracle, Acts chapter three, and we move immediately from the narrative of the thousands to the story of this single one, of a single man who meets Jesus. 
And it's so important for us as church to remember that we are about individual people. Of course, we would love it if hundreds and thousands of people found faith all at once. But crowds are made up of individuals and individuals come with their own needs, joys, sorrows and celebrations. Our community is made up of individuals, each who have their own story. Let's never lose sight of the one. As we seek to follow Jesus, let's ask him to lead us to the one, to the individual who God would have us help and encourage and support each day. The man is full of joy at his healing. He went with them into the temple courts. It says he was walking, praising and pray, walking, jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him, verse 9, walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Jesus is all we have. And because of that, we are committed to being a missionally shaped community. We welcome God's interruption into our everyday places. And we remember that the kingdom of God is about the one, the individual who matters to him. These things then lead to praise and joy. I pray that we would remember these truths today and that God would encourage you today in your everyday place that you find yourself in. Let's pray together. Let's pray. And we pray remembering that God has called us as a church to hold on to the value of being missionally shaped. We remember that God wants to interrupt and use us in our normal everyday places and that we are committed to the individual. Father, would you speak to us today from your word? Would you encourage us and challenge us and change us? Help us hold on to you in this unique season for your glory and for your kingdom. Amen. Amen. <laughs>